Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In the spirit of reconciliation, the entire team at Curious Freedom acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connection to land, waters and community. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders people listening today. I would like to acknowledge in particular the Darug people who are the original custodians on the land on which I record this podcast. Thank you for showing us what curious freedom can look like. Hello and welcome to Curious Freedom Podcast with me, Kirsty Faruja and friends. And this week I have my incredible friend and teammate, Jen, on the podcast with us. And so welcome, Jen, first of all. Thank you, Kirsty. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hey. How has your day been so far? It's been good. How's yours? Yeah, it's been, you know, running around for kids and now it's great. <laughs> spending time with my beautiful friends. So it's it's a winner of a day. <laughs> so I got you on the podcast because you live with disabilities and neurodiversity and you have had loads of experience of living with disabilities for since your teenage or even younger. And you not only are you one of Australia's best declutter preachers, <laughs> you're also a dis- disability support worker in one of your other roles in life. So I wanted to get you on to talk about systems because you are so fantastic in our Facebook group. And listeners, if you're not in our Facebook group, come over, come and join us. It's a Curious Freedom community. I'll put a link in the show notes for you all. And Jen is really active in there and always asking great questions and giving her tips to people. So come on over. But Jen, because of your multiple differences and multiple disabilities, you have put in a lot of systems in place for yourself. And so I'd love to pick your brain and for you to share with our listeners about what that means for you and how that impacts your daily life and how you have come up with and created these systems for yourself. So tell us more about yourself, beautiful one. 
Thank you, Kirsty. Yes, so I have quite a few disabilities and diseases and illnesses from neurobiological, mental, physical, and they have affected how I have lived my life and how I've had to make adaptations and yeah, implement systems and routines and boundaries and just to be able to function in this society. Yeah, a little bit about, I won't go into it too much, but about what that meant for me. I had minimal capacity in my days. I had to really choose how I spent my energy because I had such little energy and limited mobility, most days in bed or sick from all the drugs and steroids that I had to be on. And and so, yeah, I had to figure out ways to live and not just survive and live in a way that was aligned with my values and what I wanted out of life. So yeah, systems are really important in my life and even now I'm in remission, uh, have been in remission for a few years, I'm, I still hold on to those systems dearly to keep me out of severe disability. So to me, a system is simply doing something a certain way. It can be as simple as having an extra toilet roll in the bathroom. That is a really simple system and people might not think of that as a system, but it, it is. It, it means that you know, you're not calling out or doing the walk of shame to get another one. It is a system so that you can mitigate risk of my listeners of this podcast will know my absolute fear of running out of toilet paper. So I'm with you there. It's a great system. Yeah. And yeah, there's many, many simple systems that people implement without even knowing them. You know, having a shopping list is, is a system so that we're not coming back home with yet another bottle of tomato sauce to add to the stash. Your systems could be more thought out than that, or they yeah, they could be as general and vague as, as that. I love systems. I could go on forever about systems. That's why we have it. <laughs> <laughs> so for the last few years, whilst I've been working toward getting better, I have been living by these routines and boundaries and principles through systems. And a few of those include minimalism and, and routines, having a morning and night routine, scheduling, planning, meal planning, and intentionality. And those keep me on track with being able to yeah, keep my head above water and, and able to live the life that I want to live. Yeah. So what precipitated that? Like, I'm just really curious, like what came first? Was it the identifying your values? Was it minimalism? Was it already having a night or morning routine or how did it all start? Tell us how the genesis of it all. So I first started my decluttering journey, which started, you know, being more intentional and, and implementing systems. My decluttering was the start because I was so anxious of where my time and energy went. And I had all these things that were screaming out to me, clean me and, and charge me and store me. And all of that was extra energy being spent and I, I couldn't afford it. And so I started my decluttering journey and I let go of about 85% of my items, my possessions, and the instant feeling of freedom and relief was immense. I had extra time to do the things, you know, do, and back then when I was quite sick, it was just living, doing my, you know, small daily living things that meant I had a quality of life. Okay. So systems are really important. I know quite a few of them. So tell me about your meal planning and how you go about meal planning and how that supports you in your day-to-day -day living. Yeah, so I love meal planning. I plan out what I'm going to eat every week on a Thursday night. 
and I do it on Thursday night. So it's ready for me. Like my shopping list is ready for me on the weekend because I do my shopping on the weekend. Yeah. And I plan out every meal I'm going to eat apart from breakfast because that's sort of general. So my process for meal planning is I have my sheet where I write my meals with the allocated days. I've got my shopping list and I've got a list of meal options. And I've dissected this up into light meals, easy meals, meals for when I'm home late, different cuisines if I'm feeling like something specific. And it makes it really easy. It's a bit of a roadmap. I can pick stuff off that list. I've already done the mental load for that. Um, I can pick seven meals off that list really quickly. For most of them, I have the ingredients included in them. And so it's really easy. I pick a meal. I look at the ingredients. I write them down on the shopping list and I'm done. And I also have my calendar with me so that I can see that, yes, on a Wednesday night, I don't get home until 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. So I can plan to have something really quick and easy that night. And so, yeah, like I've already done the mental load and that's similar for many of my systems because it's exhausting using my brain. Yeah. <laughs> it's exhausting for most of us to use our brains and you've got some neurodiversity thrown in there. Yes. <laughs> So, so then let me ask you more about that then, because you obviously had to do the mental load of some of that before you don't repeat it every Thursday. So you've gone to the trouble of thinking through all the meals that you enjoy cooking, as you said, the ones that are easy to prepare, the ones that need less ingredients or, you know, all of that, you've done that work already. So you've, how did that come about? Did you sit down one day and just think through all the meals that you and your partner enjoy eating? So a big part of meal planning was that I used to have pre-decluttering. I used to have heaps of uh, recipe books and cookbooks and individual sheets of paper of recipes, articles and things. And I have decluttered all of my recipe books and things. But before I did that, I scanned the ones that I went through them all in book form, cooking the recipes that I wanted to cook that I was interested in. And if I loved it, I scanned it and I added it to my hard drive and then I added it to the list as well. And so I very simply could curate this amazing list with really easy recipes, as in things that I knew in my head, plus recipes that I could follow. So that was how that came about. We used to do the similar thing before we had kids. <laughs> when we had time, <laughs> we, we had a, a huge list, maybe of 50 meals, so that we could then just like switch out and change every week and decide what it was that we, we liked and what we didn't like. So I think some people do that. Maybe lots of people do meal planning. What about you're planning your mornings and your nights like what does your morning routine and night routine look like and how did you figure out how to set yourself up for success in that way yeah so I have a strict morning and night routine and I guess they were just created through trial and error and knowing myself Mm -hmm. knowing where my strengths lie and an awareness of the self you know I know that I have most of my energy in the like I have a large amount of energy in the morning so I I do most of my chores in the morning I do my meal prep in the morning I do the vacuuming and the dusting in the morning and I know that coming home from work at night, I do not have energy. And so coming home and knowing that there's veggies chopped up already in the fridge, ready for me to just chuck in a pan or whatever it is, is invaluable. So now my morning routines are second nature. I do them without thinking, but it took a bit of 
I guess, a process, a system to get to that point. I started my routines and anything that I do, a new habit, a new routine, started my morning and night routine through to-do lists. And I use scheduling, which we might talk about later. I don't know. I would write out everything that I wanted to get done in the order that I needed it to get done. And then I would be reminded to do those things. And so the more I did it each day, I got better at it and I didn't need those to-do lists anymore. I didn't need those reminders to do them. Now they're just second nature. Things like, you know, I wake up and everything is intentional. Everything in my routine is intentional. So I wake up and I have a shower every day and that wakes me up. The hot water relieves my body of the aches and pains and I'm able to, you know, remove those that stiffness and start my day in a less distressed way. I get dressed and I go out into the kitchen and we put our dishwasher on every night. So in the morning, all I have to do is unload it. I prep dinner, like I said. And so, yeah, that's another thing about my morning routine is that before I cater to myself, I cater to the house because I know that if I, you know, make a cup of tea and have a plate of toast on the couch, that I'm less likely to then go and do my chores because I'm comfy on the couch. And so I cater to the house first and then I'm able to enjoy sitting down and relaxing before having to head out. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One thing that struck me about the things that you've been talking about is how much work you've done to know thyself. Like you really have worked hard at getting to understand how your physical body works, how you mentally, what works best for you. And I think that that is one of the challenges that we see with clients is that they don't have that intention behind it. They don't quite know themselves or know what works best in their families and how to cater to the house and how to cater to other people and their neurodiversities in their homes as well. So before we move on to talking about our clients, tell us about scheduling. Tell us about how it is that you block in and block out the distractions, but block in the things that you need to do. Yeah. How do you put your house first? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I schedule pretty much everything. If I can book it in and write it down, it means I can release it from my brain. I don't always need a tab open for all of the things. Yeah. I've gotten to the point where I write it down and then instantly it's out of my brain. I will not remember it, which could be good or bad, but I know where to find it when I do need Mm -hmm. it. 
And it means I'm not constantly ruminating on an event before it happens. I see that it's happening tomorrow and I can think about it tomorrow. I schedule in everything from, you know, what bin goes out on what day to what I'm planning on having for lunch each day to when I need to check my odometer to see if I need a book in my car service, planning to sit down and read a book. Yeah. And especially that time, that blocking out of the, I call it my nothing time because I need my nothing time so that I can recuperate and keep functioning. So awesome. I just love it. I love that your neurodiversity, that that facilitates that. You can accomplish that. Like you can write things down and plan out your week, but it also helps to, with your capacity, it helps you to think about, oh, and not think about the chores that you need to do because you've just got them written down on your calendar. You know when the washing needs to be done. You know when the towels need to be washed. You know when the sheets are going to get washed. You know when you have to get your car serviced. I couldn't even tell you when my car needs servicing, probably because it's not my job to do, but <laughs> in our house. But um, I, I just think that that is so awesome. And for some people, like me perhaps, I look at that and go, wow, that's a lot of work that you've put in to to set yourself up for success. Like it's incredible. And I just go, oh, some people listening might be like, oh, that's over-engineering or that's over-scheduling. But for so many other people, they're like, yes, awesome. That's how my brain works too. And that's how I can be so confident in this really hard gig of adulting that we find ourselves in so you plan a lot and that works really well for you how do you go when you walk into our clients homes how do you show up as a declutter coach when things are unpredictable and we don't know what we're walking into Sometimes, like with new clients, we don't know what we're walking into. And even with clients that we've been working with for months, we may not know what's happened in their morning before we arrive. So tell us what it's like with all of your wonderfulness to be a declutter coach. What's it like for Jen? It's a joy to be welcomed into people's homes and meet them where they are at. And I, having experience with support work, it's a little bit different to how I see my teammates working. I'm extremely intentional and slow. And my biggest thing about working with our clients is building that rapport and really understanding them to be able to prompt them and question them and all the things that are part of the process for where they are currently at and not rushing that. Because I'm I'm coming into someone's home, you know, and knowing nothing about their living circumstances or how they do things and, and their background. And it's really important for me to just stop and observe and question. And sometimes my sessions are just discussion. My value of success in a session isn't how much you've decluttered. My goal as a declutter coach is to dig under the surface and find out what's going on under there. In a lot of my sessions, there is a lot of chatting. You know, I don't expect that, you know, you even let go of one thing. It's not about the physical possessions to me. It's what's underneath the clutter. 
and what does it represent and how do we tap into all that it represents because I can help you declutter a whole room of stuff and then I can come back the next week and there's been accumulation if we're not investigating and exploring what's going on for you. I go into my sessions wanting to make a friend. I'd love to think of myself as I'm I'm your friend, I'm coming over, we're going to tackle some areas and chat about it and yeah, chat about what's going on and what things mean and yeah, go from there and there's huge value in that. A hundred million percent yes. And that is why I love having you as one of my team members. I love it. And that is how we can help design systems that work for people. When we know them, when we understand what works for them, when we understand what they've tried before, when we understand more about their situation. Yeah, it's when we understand people that we can co-create systems with them because it's people's work to figure out themselves. But one of the joys of our job is to be able to see so many people that when we see the same thing again and again, we can then maybe perhaps illuminate something to somebody that they haven't seen in that light before Mm -hmm. to be able to go, oh, maybe it's because of this that you're doing that. And for them to have that light bulb go on and go, oh, yes, that is the reason that I do that. And then we can tweak things around that reason and go, okay, because of that, then why don't we do this? Or why don't you try that? And that's what I love, you know, (laughs) you know this about me, but that's, you know, the joy, what I absolutely love about being a declutter coach is figuring out people and helping them to discover more about who they are and how they work and then designing systems that will work for that unique family instead of just going, well, let's do what works for me in my house. Yes. (laughs) And expect that that works for everybody in every house. And that's not our job. (laughs) Because they're also unique and different. Tell me about something in your house that you don't see anywhere else because or that you haven't seen very often in somebody else's house, but it works for you and your partner? I have quite a few things in my home. Well, for example, I only like to keep one week's worth of food in the house. And so every time someone opens their fridge, they say, where is all your food? Because I have a very bare fridge. Because that's what works for my meal planning and what works for my brain. If there's too much in the fridge, I get really overwhelmed. And then I get anxious because what if I can't eat it all and it's a waste? And I just sort of spiral I need things to be streamlined. But I have another example from our old house. We had a spare bedroom and we set it up as a spare bedroom. But we realized we never had guests over at that house. No one wanted to go over Mm -hmm. to where we used to live. And so we sold the bed and we made it a specific washing room because at the time we didn't have a dryer, we didn't have a good clothesline outside. And so we set up the room with a few clothes racks and it was the washing room and I don't know many people with specific, you know, washing rooms, but that served our need at that time. And in this new house, we live by the beach and we do not have a washing room because we have a dryer. Um, And so for the most part, we use that. But we do have a spare room because lots of people want to come visit and stay next to the beach. And so, yeah, it's it's that shifts in, in the seasons and meeting yourself where you're at. And some things might seem a bit silly, but if it works, then then go for it. Awesome. I love it. 
I love it. Well, it has been a joy to have you on today, Jen. Thank you for not only serving our listeners in the way that you have, but being an incredible Australia's best declutter coach, (laughs) (laughs) one of (laughs) Australia's best declutter coaches. And thank you for everything that you do for our business. And I love having you as part of our team. And I am excited that people get to listen and and get to know you better through this medium. So thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to my stories. And if you have any ideas that you'd like us to cover in future podcasts or if you want to leave a review, then you can do that. If you have any ideas, then hit me up with them at hello at curiousfreedom.com.au and you can hop over to our website and on the podcast page, you can scroll down and there's SpeakPipe where you can leave a review or have a chat to me and you might hear your dulcet tones in this podcast. And then where you're listening to me today, if you're using a podcast player, then you can usually leave a review there for me. I'd love to hear what you thought about this episode and what you think about Curious Freedom. So until next week, Curious Ones, we'll catch you then. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.